Oh, he's a dirtbag. He's from the wrong side of the tracks. He's a classic Sega Genesis household, and you know it. Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, it's time. You should now check out the Nightmare Junkhead podcast uh, because they oh, have yeah. officially started their Into the Mouth of March Madness uh, movie reviewing bracketology movies from... Uh, what, 78, 88, 98, and 2008? Bingo. Yeah, and they are selecting their movies this episode, so check out that one and enjoy. I'll also For add, now, oh, I'll, I gotta I gotta jump in here. I'll also add that you can find their brackets on their social media channels. Print one out, fill it out, submit it, let them know what you think should win. It's fun, guys. It's March. It's Get into really the bracketology. Fun. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Nightmare Junk on Twitter, right? Yep. Okay, I believe. Cool. I said that really confidently. That's the whole goal. <laughs> yep. For now, though, you're here with us. I am Jack, and sing to my right is Jake. And ghosts don't exist, Jack. <laughs> and sing next to Jake is someone else who isn't going away again. It's Mark. Hey, guys. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, full disclosure, this week we've already done a little bit of getting drunk, so we're doing... Some getting drunker this we week. We We're recording back to back. Little peek behind the curtain, but uh, this week we watched two thousand. Nope, <laughs> we watched two thousand and seventeen's Lights wow. Out, yeah, uh, which was a Jack Pick film, and uh, we will dive all the way into that soon. But first, we're gonna have to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears, Jake. Yes, sir. What are your beers for these fears? Hey guys, Jack here. You know the score. We often forget to mention that our review will be spoiler-filled, and our beer selections may even contain spoilers in and of themselves. Uh, We were a little drunker than usual this week, so I might have forgotten to mention that. So, there will be spoilers for the recent movie, Lights Out. Fair warning on that. Alright, thanks. Bye. No, 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 no. I'm reading the book. This is becoming a theme. I went to Treehouse Brewing. Look, here's the deal. What? You made Listener. it to Treehouse? I know. I'm going to give you a peek behind the, the life of me curtain here. Um, <laughs> I am actually... It's a dark peak. No, it's a, it's a, it's a bright <laughs> peak, Mark. I'm actually about to not be on a different time zone than you guys. I'm getting ready to move back, as you both know. Fuck. And the yeah, listeners yeah. Congrats, will know. dude. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be moving back to mountain time, so it's going to be a little bit easier for us to coordinate. But anyway, I'm just trying to live in the present moment right now, and one of Treehouse's beers is present moment. It's a pale ale. I'm drinking that this week, partially because I have to get through the beer before I leave, and partially because it's really, really good. So cheers. And, right. and partially you because, you know, movie? you can dwell as much as you want on what happened in the insane asylum when you were a youth. But what yeah. we're really dealing with right now is it's the present moment, present moment. being haunted by a not ghost, wow. but shadow demon. Poetry, right. wow. Mark. Poetry. Right. Okay. Nailed it. Mark, you really saved his bacon there. I no, I had my bacon. Mark, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? I am drinking a Revenge Double India Pale Ale Bomber by, <laughs> by, uh, by Proper Brewing Company. It's a Salt Lake City 
Brewer, there's an outside chance at the end of this episode I'm incoherent. I apologize in advance. And and how are you tying this in? There is... Okay, we'll probably get into this when we start talking about the story of this thing, but there's like some legitimate revenge theme thing happening throughout this. She's a shadow demon. She was destroyed by the scientists. I'm not really sure how that worked. She glommed onto <laughs> a psychotic teenager... Oh, yeah, I forgot about this part. When we talk about the movie, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Fair warning on that. God damn it, Mark. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. I am drinking a Revenge IPA from Proper Brewing. Uh, Well, I I think inarguably win this week. Uh, I'm surprised nobody else went this direction. Jake, I I think you could probably get this even out east where you are and shit fuck wherever. Um, I am drinking. It's uh, It's a vanilla cream extra stout American stout ale. By Worthy Brewing. Um, I can't get it's that. It's a little beer called Lights Out Brewing. Oh, nope, Lights Out. Lager. Lights, Lights Out Stout. Stout. Jesus. Fuck. You really I'm messed yeah, I'm you really so many points. I'm holding a can up to you guys. I couldn't see it, and I've had a few of these already. So. And how could I get that? That's from further west than you are. Well, I think it's in places. I, yeah, it's not here. I'm in Utah, and we definitely don't get Worthy. So the, you don't the likelihood of them getting even further east than we are is unlikely. That's not a fair assessment, Mark. <laughs> the likelihood of a brewery getting anywhere but Utah is high. That's fair. Yeah. Shut up. I'm sensitive but about where I live. I win. Lights out. Yeah, you do win. That's yeah, a great y- pick. Yeah, if you're drinking of... a beer that is yeah. named the same as the movie this you're is, watching, then you win. In all honesty, this is the best you've ever done. So it only took you wow. 80 episodes. Congratulations. Look, I, peaked. I finally peaked. Should yeah. we take a moment to like absorb it? To, like, oh my god, dude. I think, yeah, I think you've tipped. <laughs> it's all it's all downhill from here. All right. Now, drinking isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We have Debatable. also, maybe, ostensibly, watched some horror movies, experienced some other stuff in the horror world. Do we want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Mark, yes, we do. It off. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for really, really yes-anding me there. You're Mark, welcome. what else have you had going? What's, what else has been rocking your horror world, well, as it were? Well, gentlemen, I, I have a problem. <laughs> uh... Say more. Are we about to get real here? What's going on? Since uh, the last time we had this conversation, I have watched nine horror movies. Okay, you're gonna have That's to only pick a few. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, how many should I talk about? Give me a number. Two. Two. Three. I'm gonna be talking three. about these for like the next three, four weeks. <laughs> Jesus. If you, three. or if, lightning round it. If you can, you give can us a go fast, round. you can go f- as many as you want, buddy. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do three. I can drop in the lightning round sound effect right now if you uh, want. I'm going to do three, and I'm going to lightning round two of them because they honestly aren't worth that well, much of a conversation. Well, do more than three. We already got the download. Who gives a fuck? Uh, first off, I watched The Vault. This is available okay. on Netflix, low barrier entry. Great mustache movie. James Franco is in it. Yeah. Um, it's a period piece, right? Uh... Not really. In a, I mean, not really. No. Oh. Kind of is. They they do Fuck pull me, right? some 1970s thing, but it's more or less set in the uh, current day. Anyways, standard haunted house movie. A bunch of bank robbers try and rob a bank, as they are apt to do. And the, the contents of the bank is apparently ghosts. So they open the vault <laughs> and ghosts come out. Spoilers. 
Not really. The not really spoilers at all. I'm pretty sure that's just straight up in the synopsis. That was directly in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, I mean, not to say that sp- <laughs> trailers can't spoil things, but exactly. Uh, I, I, this is good background fodder. It. I don't. The reason I'm doing lightning round on this one is because, frankly, it's not really worth that much conversation. It's fine. It's not terrible. It's very tropey. It's exactly what you're expecting. The ending. In, like they try and pull a twist at the end that you saw coming the entire movie and then it's nonsensical okay but whatever there's some I will say about this movie it does have like crazy speaker normalization stuff so if you're watching oh on God, like dude. headphones be just be aware of the fact that you will go deaf there's a lot of that this if you're watching on headphones yeah <laughs> if you're watching on headphones that's gonna be a problem because there aren't any screens in those things <laughs> uh, what the else got one, Mark this the is the worst one lightning I, I watch was My Bloody Valentine. I believe this one nice. is freely, freely available. This is the 2009 version. Uh, oh, not the 80s one. Okay, not, okay, not as one. nice. This is the 3D one. Um, no shit. I believe this is... The title of the movie is actually My Bloody Valentine 3D, to be clear. I think it's that only that if you're watching the 3D version. Anyway, it's and available you for you. Goodness. It's available to you if you have Amazon Prime, I think is the medium we watched it on. Uh, it's out there for free if you have whatever streaming service. It's it's a slasher. Whatever. Great. It's a slasher. There's just a dude in a mine. He kills people. That's all it is. No 3D for you. No 3D for me. I, I did not. How are the slashings? Uh, frequent and violent. The, yeah, that's This movie is drenched in blood. Like, it is actually oh, yeah. a very violent movie. How are the effects? You can tell. It's one of those movies you can tell they shot it for 3D. When you're watching yeah. it on 2D, because there's a oh, lot yeah. of stuff that's like very clearly supposed to come out of the screen, uh, which is like kind of cool. Like it, it's it's a fun little thing that they add. Um, it's it's a bit of a time capsule in that regard because I feel like the 3D moment lasted like exactly one year. Totally, those TVs <laughs> did not do well. No, no, they did like not. The real, and ones. everyone, <laughs> every single person could have told you, "Hey, don't make a 3D. Don't TV. buy a curved yeah. fucking TV." Well, well not, curved is are, curved is a different thing. The same. So was this was this like fun slashings like a hatchet or was this different? It's moderately fun. Okay. Uh, I, this is again make it fun. There's there's a reason I chose this for the slight lightning round that we're doing right now. It's there's not a lot this, of content this is here. Not the, for the record, this is not a lightning round. This no. is this like is a terrible. This is like ball lightning round where it like moves slowly but it's still technically lightning. Nope. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a, it's it's your standard generic slasher fair dude in a mask pickaxe gory, well paced. I don't know. Put it on in the background. Throw a party. So you love this movie? <laughs> no, but I was indifferent toward it. But so. it's a slasher, so uh, I thought you loved all of them. Am I the slasher guy now? I'm the found footage guy. You're you know? always the slasher guy as well. Okay. I mean, I'll take that mantle. It's it's fun. It's a good slasher, but it's okay. I don't know. Slashers run the whole gamut. There's good down to all the way. Gambit. 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 Mark. Sorry. Sorry. Run the gambit. <laughs> Thank you. What else did you What else did you watch? I'm going to end That's on one that is an actual. I, I feel like this is an actual slasher that is episode. one that we do need to discuss a little bit more in depth. I saw 2017's Jigsaw. Nice. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nice. It was oh, it, shit. This is one, okay, if I have to nominate a single movie to get drunk and watch with my buddies this year, 
it is this one. Really? There's, Holy shit. There's, okay, there's a lot of things about this movie that you're that are going to fucking like boggle your mind where nothing makes sense. Why not tie your fucking chains in a knot so you don't get pulled into the fucking saws that are in the wall for some reason? Like, so, like, there's a reason these movies... <laughs> Standard software. Yes. Right. Standard software. Why, why not so reach many your ways hand up and open puzzles. the razor blade trap instead of reaching your hand into a different razor blade trap? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot we of things. To... There's a lot of things. Uh, but that's part of what makes this movie great. And the reason that saws like three through seven or whatever weren't really that fun like they became just miserable of just just torture porn this one to a certain extent gets back to the original feel of more it's really hard to describe these movies as fun because it's like literally people's faces so being you're talking off specifically about saw two because saw one did not have that feel of fun that that's true saw one was much more of a like crime drama feel to it but like the series quickly went off the rails and just went straight down to like agonizing torture this one doesn't really have that same feel it has the total rube goldbergian like weird these traps shouldn't work and they're still kind of fun to watch because they're so outlandishly dumb it has the Satu vibe. I like that. I had a blast watching this movie. Nice. It is asinine and stupid. And on an intellectual <laughs> level, I don't want to recommend anyone sees it. But on an, on every other level, I want to recommend everyone sees this movie. <laughs> All right. I like that. And how'd you watch it? Uh, old man style. I got the Blu-ray in the mail on DVD.com. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? DVD.com? Yeah, DVDs. Netflix. So okay, so here's the whole thing. Netflix tried to reband, rebrand as uh, some other Flickster. Flickster. Yeah, yeah. Flickster was going to be the DVD portion. Netflix was going to retain the streaming rights, uh, and their stock dropped like fifty percent over two days. And then they yeah, said, "Wow, that. that's a bad idea." So I guess we should just call it something different and do the exact same thing. And literally, no one noticed. So now, <laughs> DVD.com is the one that you get the DVDs in the mail from, and Netflix God is the streaming it. rights. All right, old man. Thank you. Uh, I disagree with your lightning round. That was terribly handled, but I like your uh, recommendations there. Jake. Yes, sir. What's been rocking your horror world? Got two things for you this week, and they are two movies that I I quite enjoyed. Both of them. Whoa. Uh, Ooh, I like this. I'm going to take an approach of telling you what they are, and you can ask me any questions. We'll try to steer clear of spoiler territory. The first that I watched is it's available on Netflix. Both of these are available on Netflix. This one is available on Netflix, you guys. The Ritual came out <laughs> well, in 2017. Oh, I'm going to jump in here. I yep. watched this one, too. This was on my list also. Awesome. Let's talk about it. Uh, I really... No spoilers. No spoilers. <clears throat> no spoilers. I really enjoyed this because this fits into a territory that both you and I like, Jack, which is people getting fucked within the woods. But what this did that a lot of other movies, particularly of late, don't do is if it chooses to go a certain direction, if it makes a choice... Which is it goes hard to not to to actually show you something to not like shy away from really anything. It goes really hard. It did that. It goes hard in the paint, man. It did that in a really interesting way, and you see some things in here that are both baffling and really interesting to look at. Here, here's the twist. They show it. They, they show, show all, all of it. it. <laughs> and I liked what they showed. I gotta tell you what, I enjoyed the hell out of this yeah, movie. This is a really good movie. It's it it has the hallmarks that that you look for in a people getting fucked with in the woods movie, which we all know and love. And it also has some really good I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. It has some really good effects. Really good effects. 
It really does. It was I had a little bit less like scary than I was anticipating. Not not yeah. scary, but a little bit less scary. I don't know. I I think I think part of that is because when it does make the choice to go in the direction that it goes, I'm sorry for being so big listener, but just go and watch it. I don't want to give yeah, anything it's on away. Fucking Netflix. It's like the yeah. barrier to entry is nil. When it does game. choose to make that shift, it removes a bit of what we both at least love, which is yeah. that unknown quality, which I think makes it a little bit less scary in the ambiguity sense but it had a really interesting take on what can happen with a movie like this and i think it was refreshing so it's also a unique movie yeah for sure so what you're saying is this is a people getting fucked with in the movie that has very little ambiguity explain to me why this isn't exactly tailor-made to fit my sensibilities should i go watch this movie like right now should i hang up on you you? should well, I mean, no, we got a podcast to do, Mark. Yeah. We're goddamn professionals. No, I think but, I'd recommend this. There's absolutely I mean, zero ambiguity at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh. Rush through your ratings to go watch this. Like, okay. like, give a short shrift. Go watch this movie. Well, no, there, I, I don't want to say absolutely zero. There's some ambiguity, mm. but it's, it's... Yeah, there's definitely some stuff. It's not the same kind. <laughs> Look, I have questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> stay tuned Look, next week when I wait. Here's in on the this. deal. At the here's end the of deal. my eleven movie rant that I'm about this is, inevitably gonna go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is beautifully shot. It I think that the so where this primarily takes place is fairly northern Sweden. Uh it's gorgeous, and I think that it shows a really good David Bruckner directed this and he did, for those of you who aren't quite aware, I think he's probably best known for his uh VHS segment, the one with the uh vampire sex pterodactyl. The Ooh, one yep. that spawned, what's it called? Siren. Uh, siren. That yeah, one. Siren. Spawn yeah, yeah. Siren. Uh, he did that. He now did this. This is better than Siren. <laughs> it's way better. Well, he didn't do Siren. But anyway, this is a good movie. I would highly recommend it. Moving along. Second movie that I saw, also available on uh, Netflix, just kind of showed up, guys, this week. Or maybe it was a week ago, but I saw it. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to watch it. Veronica. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what this is. So I watched this movie, and then I saw stuff about this movie, and it made <laughs> me even more interested. Because people, there's a thing happening right now uh, where people are like, this is like the scariest movie ever. Yeah. This movie. Uh, really interesting thing that's happening on the, in the Twitterverse, frankly. So this just showed up. It's from Paco Plaza. He's the guy, if you aren't aware, who did uh, Wreck which I think we all know and love. That was a yep. tremendous found footage movie uh, out of Spain. This is also in Spanish, which makes sense. Uh, this is basically about, it's a little bit of a throwback, 1991 kind of high school level girl takes care of her younger siblings because her mom works a lot and is a single mother. Her dad had died. She, on the day of a solar eclipse, chooses to have a seance at the Ouija board. And... She causes some shit, and I think that that, in a nutshell, is fairly uninteresting. We've seen a lot of Ouija board movies, but what this does so well is it's very, very well directed. Not a surprise with Paco Plaza, knowing what he's done before, but this does every single thing that you would look for in a movie like this really well so it's not really going to surprise you with anything all the tropes are there with like the haunting the ouija board the demons all that shit but it's done with a slightly different flavor and i really really enjoyed it and it is pretty scary it has its moments that i really enjoy that are sort of like conjuring like directorial aptitude highly recommended people should watch this movie 
And it's Jesus. it's just out there on Netflix right now. Just out there. Just go to Netflix, give it a watch. Is this Great one of those movie. movies where like if you watch it you die in seven days or No, this is girl and her friends have a seance of the Ouija board and things then start to happen to main girl and her family. Nice. Gotcha. And it makes like choices that. as well. And it's also apparently it's one of those that's it doesn't really like hit you over the head with this too much during the movie with like the hey, this is based on a true story, but I guess it's based on a true story from like nineteen ninety one Madrid. <laughs> scary right. times. Scary times scary in Scary times, you guys. Uh th- <laughs> this is a it's a really good movie. It's uh it's probably wow. going to be one that you see later in the year up for like horror movie of the year or scariest movie of the year, blah blah blah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but definitely worth a watch. Well, shit. I like that. Yep. Nice stuff. Uh, In addition to uh, watching The Ritual, like we discussed earlier, I lost a bet a few weeks ago. God fucking knows what the bet was about. I have absolutely no idea. Doesn't matter. But Jake, you finally demanded that I watch Coherence. Well, we had to get you in there. So I fired this up on Amazon Prime. I'm so excited about this review that's about to happen. Why? Tell us all about it. Why? No, I'm ex- I actually legit want to know what Jack thinks about it. Yeah, okay. Why did For you people, do... Why did I put no, it on no, Amazon? No, no, yeah. Is it free somewhere? Listeners, if you have Shudder, you can watch Coherence. Uh, I forgot about that. Shudder is great. Shudder, give us money. Um... <laughs> Uh, this is a movie for people who are unaware. It's kind of a sci-fi movie, right? Parallel dimensions and a comet meteor thing is causing dimensions to shift. I guess it's explicitly a meteor, not a comet. Mark doesn't uh, no, like the sci-fi comet, not tag. a meteor. Um, got that exactly wrong. But and dimensions shift. Man, I fucking loved this movie. It's really good. so Holy good. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. So I have a qu- I have an this, immediate question for you though. Yeah. At the start, were you not like this is a bit janky from a filming like like a shot perspective? Like it's hard to get totally into visually. Janky. Yeah. And then totally it looks like a home and, video. And, and it works. absolutely. But it works. And honestly, there's I have questions with the directing too because the acting is kind of spotty. Like sometimes it's the best acting I've ever seen, I think. And sometimes <laughs> it's noticeably bad. Like I it's don't know. weird and spotty, I got but I got so used to it. The bad acting Holy is all at the shit. beginning it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's great. Yes. I'll, I'll just it's say one this of my favorite right now. If, if ever this comes to back the up a horror movie. and we give this movie its due shrift and review it in totality, I'm giving this a 10 on immersion. This is I. This movie's so watchable. It will suck you in mm-hmm. like a black yes. hole. Immediately. It was, oh, holy shit, I was invested. Yeah. Yeah. How, it's, so, it's so walk us through your like emotional roller coaster how did how did this movie like hit you what i couldn't like i my wife went to bed that night and i was like oh i'm not going to fucking bed because i'm still tripped out on all this shit thinking about all that i was up i was up most of that night how many times did it make you cry uh, i didn't actually cry during the oh, film uh, good for you what emotions did it make you experience <laughs> I mean, terror. This is this is my literal nightmare. That's man. what I was. That's what I was saying when I first watched. It. I was like, "This is Jack's nightmare. This is the movie where you walk into a room and it's like something is slightly different, but no one acknowledges it. <laughs> you're it's holding the, the wrong color. Jo- yeah. Like all it is is you're holding the wrong color glow stick, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah, Everything I knew this wrong. was Jack's else will- special cord. Yeah, man. Yeah. Holy shit! This scared the shit out of me. It's it's a scary concept. I will say this. I give 
any other Miis from any other dimensions. Full credit to try and kill this me from this dimension. I, it's an all-out war. Hey, with hey, the other it's Miis survival from other of the dimensions. fittest. Have you ever seen the movie The One with Jet Li? It's that you know. You kill the other. <laughs> May the Jacks, best Jack you get their win. Powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. I'm on board. I, I I I bear them no ill will for trying. Because you're. I mean, you're also in this blood sport, right? You're also. Oh competing. yeah. Fuck yeah. And guess what? I'm gonna win. Well, I've already done it. I'm going to go ahead and guess all of the other Jacks are saying the same thing right now. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Go watch Coherence. That's all I've got. Coherence is awesome. I fucking loved this movie. Thank you for making me watch that, Jake. Sure. And now it's time for our feature presentation. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2017's Lights Out, directed by one David F. Samberg. Um, And and that was my pick. And this was his first fucking movie. That's cool. This is his first feature. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the short that he did. We'll talk all about that. All about it. But because this is my pick, I'm I'm a little bit concerned that now I might have to do a 30-second plot synopsis. I'm thinking maybe we can skip that segment this week. Nope. 30 seconds are on the clock. <laughs> clock starts when you start. We haven't ever explored what happens if you just don't start, so please don't force my hand in this regard, because we will just publish 45 minutes of radio silence if you don't start. <laughs> 45 minutes. That's 30 the, seconds I mean, we'll cap it becomes out at that point. 45 minutes. A man is killed by a dark figure in the darkness and it turns out that (laughs) fuck um he is the father oh my god i'm losing my mind no no okay i'm back on track back on track uh woman lives in a house her son is troubled child services come so his sister has to come maybe take care of the kid her dirtbag boyfriend comes with him and they learn that the mom is cursed with a friend she met in a mental institution who's Time. a darkness ghost how <laughs> I, I really panicked the there darkness. you guys i really panicked there <laughs> do you want to do you want to like terrified. try continuing to explain uh i, I was really know. scared i i just kind of panicked <laughs> oh my god Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to Scarecrow. I can feel it. <laughs> that was one of the worst 30-second plot stops. <laughs> it wasn't one of, Mark. It was the worst. <laughs> call, a, call a spade a spade here, buddy. <laughs> a dark figure in the darkness. <laughs> there isn't a lot of plot here. Look, there, there, there is actually. There's a sig. I, this is one of the things I want to discuss most: is how much plot there is. <laughs> this is obscene. There's a woman. She lives with her son. The son gets <laughs> questioned by child services. Questioned. Question. Question. Why is he questioning, Jack? <laughs> Swinging light, shackled to an iron table. The whole deal. Questioned by child services. His sister has to... That was a call back to last week's episode. Yeah. Yep. His sister has to come in with her intimacy issues and her dirtbag boyfriend and take care of this kid and help her mom. Why is and he a dirtbag? Because he likes heavy metal, Jake. So Didn't you see I- the movie? 
That's what child services. That's thought. what that's what her apartment looks like. I don't know about him. She's the one with the Avenged oh, Sevenfold posters. Does anyone? Back. He's listen? from the wrong side of the tracks. Does he's any- a classic Sega Genesis household, and you know it. Does he probably is? Does anyone listen to Avenged Sevenfold? I no. do sometimes. Okay. Oh. Did you also own a Sega Genesis at any time in your life? Uh, wait, was that the handheld one or no? I had a Game Gear. That's the Neo Geo. That's a completely different brand. I had it. I had a. I had a Game (laughs) Gear. We never had a Sega Genesis. No one had a Sega Genesis, Mark. No. Yeah. Exactly. No one. People from the wrong side of the tracks had a Sega Genesis. Yeah. There was a a dirt ball kid down the street from me named Rudy that had a Sega Genesis. Oh, you know Rudy? Rudy's a jerk. Rudy. He was a jerk. He wouldn't let me play Sonic. Can we get back on track and you can continue your five-minute plot synopsis? Um, Rudy was offside. Look. Rudy was offside. They go to the mom's house to take care of the kid. The mom's plagued by a darkness ghost. And then they fix it by the mom killing herself. This movie has (laughs) troubling things to say about depression. We'll talk about that later. Significantly. (laughs) And then they fix it. Hey guys, I have a question for you. Is yes. yeah, buddy. What subgenres of horror does this fit into? Ghost. Is it? I mean, yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> Unquestionably. I have nothing to add. It's a ghost movie. I, what, what do you want from me? I, yep, that's I don't about all it to... is. We've yep. had a really easy run with this whole stupid ass segment lately. Where yeah. it's just one thing. It's not like yeah. a bunch of things. Or we've gotten a lot better at this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, perfect. We're great. Yeah. Just wait until we watch a more complicated movie. Wait until we do Get Out, and we're going to be like, oh, no, it's no genres. It's a, it's a comedy. It's a romance movie. <laughs> House. Houses and trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get Out was a comedy. Race, comma, we go to it. <laughs> wow. We really need to review that movie at some point. At some yeah, point. We do. What do we think this movie does right? Let me let me dial this back just a quick second. Do you guys have history with this movie at all? Uh, yes, none whatsoever. I mean, I'm I'm well aware of Get Out, the short upon which this is based. I loved that. That's my yeah, and I was very excited when this was announced. I Look, had never seen it before. Here's the deal: okay. this movie made a an in, like an intense amount of logical sense to make into a feature film, like. Sandberg did what he did. He made several shorts. They were all kind of of the same ilk, actually. It's interesting. But on display there was a directorial aptitude that I think made it easy to do something like this. And with a concept like Lights Out, it's it's something that you see and it's so simplistic that you're like, how is like this isn't it's not blowing totally. your mind in any sense that like you haven't thought that something like this would be possible before. But it's really it's- fucking creepy. <laughs> Yeah, totally. This is, this is something I wanted to mention. Like, this is this goes back. You guys will probably remember. Like, we've had conversations about this in our youths. Like, just hanging out at night, talking about creepy, like shit that would be creepy. It's like, oh, what if you like blinked your eyes and you saw figures in the darkness, and then if you like blinked your eyes again, they'd be closer. Like, that's this. Yeah, man. That's this. To, uh, Jack. Oh, Jack. I feel like this of, is yeah. this is your bailiwick. This is there. There is a. Angel something or other creature from Doctor yes. Who. Who is Mark, I, I was going to... Yes, yes, you really Bailey stepped Wick. on my thunder there. This is the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Okay, then. They, though, are creepier than this because they are what Jake was describing, where they only move when nobody's observing them. It's kind of a quantum thing. 
they have going on. Um, is it in a hand wavy way? It it, I mean, in a hand wavy way. In a hand wavy way. Yeah, okay. they they move and attack you when nothing is observing them. Is the only time they can move. How do you not and observe them while they're attacking you, though? Because as soon as they touch you, they like send you back in time into a time loop, and you get stuck there. And they feed on your temporal energy. It's a whole thing, Mark. I could spend the next four hours describing this, a few that episodes of Doctor Who to you about. if you'd like. I actually kind of want to call your bluff on that one. I'm just gonna, we're gonna pause, and and Jack, you're gonna take four hours to describe this episode. <laughs> so there's actually nine episodes that the weeping nine angels episodes, appear in. Excuse me. I'm yep. gonna need to get some more beers for this. You you got me on Doctor Who. I'm all off track. Mark got me sorry, all wrong. Sorry, up I'll on bring Doctor it back. This is I this is the second time I've seen it. I watched it for cutting room about a year ago. But um the one thing I wanted to say about this is it has a weird place in my mind because the first time I ever watched the trailer, I had never heard of the short film before, so I ended up watching wow. it shortly thereafter. Okay. That's shocking. I haven't even finished my goddamn story yet. It's I had still. never heard uh, you guys told me about this w- at my bachelor party. Oh shit. Um and the first time I ever watched this <laughs> You're too trailer, scared to get married. The first time I ever the watched this was trailer empty. was in the in the in the beer tent of the music festival we were at. And that's wow. what I go back to every time I watch this movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. And it was I'll tell you what, broad daylight, people surrounding me. Uh, still pretty fucking scary. <laughs> it's yes. a great short. It is a great short. It really is. It really is. As long as you're... The biggest problem I think anyone can have with it is like, why do you keep turning the lights off? <laughs> I mean, I... Just stop. I, Just stop I would turning a couple the lights of off. times. I would a couple of times, like, because you don't know you're seeing something, and then you're seeing something, and then you're like, well, I gotta confirm that I'm definitely seeing this when the lights go out. Look, you nope. do it once, you do the lights off once, and then you change positions and you look at it from a different angle. You don't, you don't, you try and go figure out what's casting the shadow. You don't just like stand there like a goddamn nincompoop oh, and flip the light switch sure. seven times. <laughs> Thank you for using that word, I enjoyed that. And, I mean, you certainly grab a knife around you too, in, in between the lights off parts. Yeah, I you don't do think that something. would help you much. I don't think the knife would really help you, ultimately. It is I mean, this is a physical thing. The only yeah. reason you can't well, shoot well, it, well, the only reason well. they can't shoot it is because the gun muzzle uh, flare lights it up and makes it go away. I think we'll get into that. This thing is only we're, physical yeah, we're about to when go it to... is illuminated or not yeah. illuminated. Or, it has yeah, the ability to teleport, Jack. That's what I'm getting at here. Jake, to build off that, it it's fucking terrifying. I mean, the, this is a movie that is dependent on jump scares, and they're not particularly into jump scares because it's kind of the concept of the movie, but they are very well done and they're all fucking scary that's a really good thing about this movie they're they're fucking scary all of the sequences with the thing with the exception of a couple of them are i mean almost as scary as that original short david f sandberg knows how to fucking do that he knows where to put he knows how to do what was his concept Totally. Perfectly. Like, I yes, I kind of. honestly, like, we'll get to this a little later, but I honestly wish he would have had more. Look, I don't know the inner workings of this world, but I wish and I feel like if he might have had more control, this might have turned out better. 
Okay, so this is a really interesting point you bring up because this, so what happened was he debuted Lights Out with his wife who worked on the, the movie with yep. him or the, the short film with him, right? And they got, yep. they didn't actually win that short film festival, but they got- Which is wrong. Whoever, fucking, that, that's wrong. Whoever was voting. <laughs> they got a whole fucking influx of offers from agents and directors and all sorts of crazy shit. And it took James Wan, who was the person who was like, I'm going to fund you, right? I'm, yep. I'm James Wan. I'm going to fund you. That he was like, okay, cool. And I don't know how much, I I don't know where the line is in terms of he didn't get enough discretion or, I mean, a part of it, right? The the famous story from the set is he showed up on the first day and asked the assistant director, like, when he's supposed to say action, right? Yeah, he doesn't know how to do, there's a new world. He and his wife made films with what they had. And then fucking (laughs) James Wan hands him the the reins to a multi-million dollar movie. Right, and he just shows up, like which I think awesome. is. I think that's I love awesome. that story. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. totally, and I think it's so cool that he like just showed up and did it. That's that's all really cool. And that netted him in the end, like Annabelle creation, and he's gonna have a whole bunch of other genre films, I'm sure, coming down the pipeline because the dude can frame. Like getting into what this does is right. The dude can frame a shot. He knows what he was going for, and you have a lot of sequences, like you were saying, where being able to showcase the concept of what this is is kind of a delicate balance. Like, you have to play with light and darkness in an interesting way over the course of 90 minutes, which in a short, (laughs) it's easy, but 90 fucking minutes. And I think there are a lot of sequences here where there are really interesting applications of light and darkness that I'm going to go ahead and attribute to him because it's, frankly, like, I was concerned going in being like uh, can they do this for a while like how how are they going to be able to keep this thing kind of shrouded in mystery and i think that by and large they did a pretty good job so totally it's interesting you bring that up because i actually kind of wanted to mention this what are your both of your opinions on lighting in this movie I think in all of the scenes where scary shit's happening, it's very good and well done and handled very, very well. In all the other scenes and the interstitial scenes that are kind of just the exposition scenes, it's serviceable. I think that... I'm not going to disagree with Jack. I think that it takes... It's really good in concept and it sometimes lacks in execution. And what I mean by that second part is that I feel like it kind of starts to break its own rules sometimes. I can't think of a better way to do it. But the best scene that I can think about where that starts to happen, look, we're talking, this almost feels like the wrong segment of the podcast, goddammit, Mark, to talk (laughs) about this. We're we're way off the tracks at this point. Just just do what feels right. Okay, I'm doing what feels right. Uh, Boyfriend leaving the house, there is an interesting application where, like, there is light, there is an overpass where there is darkness, (laughs) there is light again, there is car, and... It has been well established because this is so long into the movie that it can operate in darkness but not light. That's not really how light works. It's not like total darkness underneath the overpass and then light and then light and then car light. In fact, you can infiltrate. As the viewer, you can only see it because there's other light around it that it can see. Exactly. And and I'm just going to interject here. To the point of of the Sandberg directorial debut and whatever, one thing he did do really well was he would only establish shots where we could see Diana, the name of the demon, in 
silhouette where it was lit for I, well, I I'm probably I'm not an expert on how this all defines itself but basically like where it's only lit from the front they yes. they basically had to like yes. rejigger all of their shots <clears throat> so that you would only get her in shadow instead of being Correct. back like halo lit where she's still dark but the light's actually coming from the wrong angle type thing mm-hmm. so they actually did do that really well yeah they did but my point that I was trying to get to by asking that question was like I think this is a good first entry but I also feel like the way that the lighting works in this movie is kind of shallow. Like you can have, you have so much shit to play with from a lighting perspective and they didn't really do a whole lot other than just like flashlights. And at one point a black light, the, yeah, I, the most they branch mm, out is the crank light and the black light, which I would, I have a I would number add, of things to say about that black light. I would add, this doesn't necessarily, no, it does actually the, the neon sign outside of the the bedroom the tattoo Actually, parlor that helps that's good that that is a really good scene where it's just like intermittently illuminated and they I use mean, it for tension which is yeah, awesome absolutely you're right where that, that's what this movie kind of lives and dies by is yes. the intermittent uh pulsating lighting mm-hmm. which i mean frankly why is there not a scene where there's a strobe light worker strobe light oh my god somehow. oh my god oh my god I was thinking about this. Think about what a scene would have been like if you'd had one of those, like, laser balls. You remember how popular those shits were? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Shit. That would have been amazing. What That's do you do? That's so good. What do you That's do? That's so good. To, go, to, go to Spencer's or whatever and just buy, like, ev- buy four things that are lighting yeah. elements. Oh, that's all you need. Like, you guys, are, you guys are bringing me how that fits into the plot. This is a movie about lighting, and the only thing they ever really do is like flashlights. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I still think that this to get this back on the rails because we are in the what this movie does right segment. I think that this does handle, by and large, like I said a moment ago, the lighting well. It it makes us think about more things it could have done. And I don't think that's necessarily a detriment. That's just like, this is a great concept. You could do a shitload. Totally true. I, totally true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a good. Also, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I think that this was pretty good from an effects standpoint. There were it was. a couple. No, it was. There were a couple things that I'm going to get to later. But I think that overall, this kind of knew its boundaries and stuck to them. Totally. I. Yeah, no, that, that's a totally fair assessment. And, I, and to the to your point, I actually did have lighting as written down under my does right category. Yeah, I they do a lot of interesting things. I just feel like there's a general sense of like this movie could have done a little bit more. Could have been a little bit more creative if you're if you're David Sandberg and you're sitting on this concept for however many years. Yeah, but you've also never made a movie before. You've like, never made a movie need... before, but you've been sitting on this concept for uh, three years or whatever. By the time he actually gets it made. You you can probably like come up with something kind of interesting to do, and honestly, the most interesting thing they did, which I think will resurface during the nitpick station, is the gunshots where she disappears when the muzzle flash happens. I have a lot of problems. Oh yeah, that wasn't yeah, the it's, most it's, interesting it's, thing. It's, they it's, did. it's 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 not it's it's problematic. <laughs> let me um, uh, let me let me. We're gonna sidestep here. We're done with lighting for the moment. I thought the cold open for this movie was really good for two reasons. One is that you don't really get good cold opens in horror movies that frequently. There's okay. one every once in a while. This one, there's there's a standalone 
obviously this is based off a horror short. There's a standalone horror short in and of itself at the start of this movie. Yeah. That is it's basically completely unconnected to the rest. And of it. legitimately terrifying. The that sequence is an actual nightmare. Like it is so scary and it's well. An put actual together. nightmare, he says. I sort of agree. Okay. Really? So I agree with it in concept. I think there were a couple things going on there that just kind of like they were full display of how popcorn this movie was. Um which is guy. fine. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not opposed what is his name? to popcorn. The guy, the guy, the dad. You're talking about the, the dad? Bill, dad. Billy his name's like Paul or his something. character. So his whole fake Kevin Bacon, he, he closes the door guys and uh, stuff's happening. And he goes, come on, you have so much <laughs> tension and that ruins it because it has this sort of like, comedic effect to it that in a cold open for a horror movie i don't necessarily want because it's setting the tone if you're gonna be does kind of if you're gonna be a comedy go for it but i don't view this as a comedy because what i view this as going into it is that terrifying fucking short that i saw a couple years ago and that's weird you're exactly right it is kind of a line from like a meta slasher right yeah. Of like they know what's going on and they're playing with the tropes, but they don't need to be doing that because that is and it's and the other thing is it's unnecessary because it's a legitimately frightening shot totally. in its own right. If you just didn't it's, have that, it would set the tone doing, perfectly. What that's I, doing I, I is it's There's... playing it's playing to the masses is what that's doing. And it's it's a it's a clip you can have in a trailer. I do not have a problem with that. Because, frankly, like that's how a substantial amount of the population will react. If you have horror as part of the zeitgeist for multiple decades at this point, you have people who will react that way to scary circumstances where, like, horror or where, like, humor is a coping mechanism with the horror that you're facing. If you see Jason or Freddy Krueger or a night demon, you're like, Come on! Is this really <laughs> happening? Uh, and then, and then you that's die. interesting. That's interesting. It is a way you could take it. I didn't personally appreciate that. Yeah, and then I, I, see- I also thought that the initial sequence with him being killed, I honestly had a reaction of it being a little too much. So you see, like the end result right like his dead body and i'm like i don't know if i needed this like part of what i loved from the short all of this is me getting used to this as a feature film rather than a short where there's a lot of ambiguity him being killed and kind of like splayed out on the ground i'm like i don't know if i need to see that the implication is that there's this demon and it killed him i have a theory about that that. i have a theory about that okay before you get into your theory because i feel like yours is gonna be better than mine I feel like that's an homage to It Follows. Because the opening to It Follows... That was my theory. That was my theory. That was literally my theory. Okay. (laughs) The opening to It Follows is straight up, there's a demon that follows you around, you can't see it, or, like, the viewer can't see it, and then you just have this, like, splayed out, fucked up, knee dead girl on the beach somewhere. And you gotta show you what the stakes are. Hit better, So that you're, like, appropriately afraid of what this thing will do to you. The stakes... And and you have... 
you have not only that conceptually, but you have a brand new director and a hugely popular horror movie coming out at the yeah. time this is being filmed. But the st- yeah. the stakes were better laid out in It Follows because there wasn't that interjection of comedy. I, I'm not saying he did it right, but I'm saying I, don't know. I think I th- that's why he it, the, did it. The opening sequence, I, I agree. So this is weird because we're still in the what the movie does right, and I agree with you on the whole. But it had some interesting little things that I wanted to comment on. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Overall and- good, but comment worthy well well said that that's exactly kind of what i wanted to get out of this segment was i feel like overall it does the movie a service it sets the tone correctly but i mean if we're gonna get down into it it probably doesn't do a lot of things right there's there's i mean frankly if you're battling this demon in real life you're gonna do a lot different than what these people did (laughs) yes yep (laughs) which might lead us into what the movie does middle mark if you have any of those you know what's funny? I, I went on the whole soapbox thing last time around about how no one was participating in this segment, and then I didn't write anything down for this one. I actually <laughs> feel like this is a pretty polarizing movie. Everything it does, it does right. Everything it does, it does wrong. I don't know if there's really a whole lot here that it really kind of just shot the gap on that could go either way. Did you have anything written down? Uh, Yeah, my what the movie does middle is kind of just the the way this was applied from a horror short to a feature-length movie writ large. I don't think this is something the movie does wrong Mm. because there were lazier ways to do that, right? There's lazier ways to take this really cool concept and turn it into a horror movie, but they also didn't go super far out on a limb, right? Mental mental institution and a girl who was allergic to light and uh, and then ghosts! Like, they they didn't... That's the part in my mind that it does wrong. I, I actually feel like overall your point is correct. Translating this thing into a into a feature length film is probably what it does middle, but they did it in one of the worst possible ways. If we're being <laughs> frank, the, it's the, very generic. It is very generic. You you have a genetic disorder where if a light bulb flashes at you, you translate yourself into a parallel dimension where you're able to attach yourself to the psychosis of someone you're friends with? Is that is that what's happening here? Look, the specifics of the ghost is something the movie does wrong. We'll get into so, that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll been in it for that. about five minutes. We will get into that. I want to talk a lot about that. So, one of the things that I think this does middle is I feel like the little boy, and again, this is a hard movie for names. It's a hard movie to review. It's a hard movie to review, you guys. What's his, his name? His name's Martin. It's one of the stupidest names you can have. But oh, Martin! Whatever. Yeah, Martin's a terrible <laughs> yeah, a name. No one, no one should name. have it. Frankly, I like what are you, a bird? Name. Are you kidding me? I know, right? Uh, seriously though, unless it's with an E, and then maybe you're like a weird lemming creature. Kid is too mature to be believed, in my opinion. He's, he's precocious. precocious. He's child. overly precocious. He, he's he little father this, time, is what you're he, saying. Oh my god, that's my note. That is my exact note. Is he's a little too little father timey, and I don't like it. <laughs> he's the exact. We have such kid. a weird exposure. This this podcast has such a weird exposure to Jude the Obscure. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's purely just like <laughs> we read a book in high school together, and we reference it, and it's such a weird reference for us to make. He's a memorable character. Mark, I think many of the references we make are very specific. They're too loud and too specific. He's fair, but I, I at least feel like we owe our audience the 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 
obligation of at least mentioning what this one is because frankly no one's gonna fucking figure out what little father time is yes <laughs> he is from little a father shitty time. book that you shouldn't read it's terrible it's, Don't it's it. a bad book it's so it's depressing and shitty it's not even uh, depressing it's just poorly written it's not it's a pretty book. it's also pretty depressing <laughs> he too. is the kid from moonrise kingdom right that's that's his exact character uh, wise beyond his years kid that is, which kid from Moonrise Kingdom? They're like the main, 11 the main kid, Jake. I don't believe yeah. you. The little Ed Norton kid. Yeah. No. The Lightning Scout. I didn't get that sense from him. Wow. I, just I mean, Jack's, like Jack's just making the point precocious. that he's precocious. You're making the same point, and he's just pinpointing another precocious character. I mean, yeah. yeah. A precocious character that made me dislike the movie because of how precocious the kid was. I love In Moonrise any Kingdom. case, in any case, it was a bit jarring. Therefore, yes. middle, middling. Okay. Fair. That's because the kid doesn't do a bad job acting. He's just a little No, not at all. His acting is fine. However, he yeah, is yeah. A, his the way he is written, which we will get to, is a little bit weird. Well, and I guess I'll say this. Like, he doesn't do a bad job given what he's, like, handed as far as the script goes. But yes. it's not a gangbusters child actor <laughs> performance. It's, it's not no. like this kid is a future star. It's that he fulfilled the role. He did fine. We're going to back away slowly. It's not like he's one of the kids in Veronica. Let's let him go back to high school, finish his degree, maybe like a little bit of stage. If he wants to pursue there. theater in college. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I don't, don't want to cast acting. this kid immediately in another thing. No. Yeah. There was great child acting in Veronica listener. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. We'll we'll circle back on that in a future podcast, I think, I'm sure. I think we're here. We're to what the movie does wrong. Yes, yes, we are. Mark, and you you seem like you're champing at the bit. Oh my god, the plot of this movie <laughs> is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. Why is your default response to taking a short film to a feature like film go to a go, go to an insane <laughs> asylum for children? Expose one of them to light. She disappears into an alternate plane, and she attaches herself to the psychosis now, of one of her friends. Do you want like? Do you want to know what this movie, like, what the sh- what did the short do well? Let's boil this down to its essence. Is it, it provided is freaky, no context? It is a freaky concept that, when left ambiguous, is terrifying. Yes, let's this, leave this some been... of that ambiguity there, please. And they could have gotten just religiously vague with it it's a demon in the darkness right they could have done that would have been way better but what is weird to me is that this screenplay was eric heiserer and this guy fucking he wrote arrival and people yeah. love that shit yeah arrival is great what i love you doing arrival. what the fuck were you what were you doing what were you doing if you're if you're go- okay uh, frankly arrival is one of the best screenplays i've ever seen it's yes and this is amazing. terrible it's, phenomenal this is here's my here's my thought on this if you're that good maybe this is just like the shit you churn out when you're hung over (laughs) yeah exactly you got blasted you decided to write a script yeah (laughs) and this is his like half-assed 50 percent of his brain attempt at writing a screenplay well this this was the script he wrote the screenplay the script has its own terrible issues this screenplay was a goddamn clown show it's terrible. This that's the other half of this equation where it's like we have the script 
and we ended up with this screenplay and there's it seems like there's a lot of cooks in this kitchen trying to figure out exactly what does and doesn't make it into this movie there could have totally. been some studio interference you are correct and i don't i don't think it's studio interference to be honest i i think it's look samberg I don't is know. he doesn't know he's it's not trying to figure fault. things out he doesn't have i Look, what, what I mean is, I think, give him a few more years and more confidence. He's going to take more control of more pieces of it and have fewer things done by different people. I don't know, He's going to say, this was my vision. This is what I want to happen. And I'm confident enough to make this happen. I think he's limited by his inexperience in this movie. I don't know if you're... I feel like this is too much blame on Sandberg and not enough blame on Heisserer as a screenplay. Guys, because guys. What? Okay, I, I have to interrupt here. This isn't a blame thing. It there is. are there there can be there can be 20 different people who are exceptional at their jobs who are just just like Pulitzer prize winning people in their craft they're the best in the world and they all come together on one concept and it turns into a camel and everyone yep. gets 10% of the credit and it ends up being sh- like just weird and in- un- unconnected. Hey, Mark, I, mean, I have a question. I have a question. Industry I have a prize question. to describe your generic industry people yeah. at good at things. I, I, you can tell by the amount of time I took to pause that I lost track of what I was trying to say. <laughs> My point is you can have a bunch of really incredible, exceptional people at their craft who are all weighing in and they end up making something that's not tops. Mark, I have what a you need is one person guiding that whole thing. The director. You, you take some input from one, you take some input from whoever else, and, and you, you make something that is consistent and coherent. And what they did here was they took input from 20 different people who are all independently very good at what they're doing. But when you combine it all together, it, it's a camel. It, it, it's a mess. Yeah. yeah, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. Can you think of another movie where this might have happened? <laughs> I can think of plenty. a movie that you gave a stupidly high rating to. Yeah, uh, I think you're talking about Dead Silence. I think I'll stand one. by. <laughs> I think that's one with a certain Lee Winnell, who we know is good. Yeah, exactly. That that's. I mean, you're trying to embarrass me by bringing that back up, but that's a very good point. Yeah. If you take if you take something that is a good concept and you write it by committee, you end up something. You end up with something that's completely incoherent. So totally. I think it's I think it's a good point, Mark. I don't I don't I was shitting on Heiserer. I don't know if it's his fault. Whatever we got is not what we should have gotten, though. Correct. Yes, this is not the screenplay that should have ended up. No, this is fucking absurd. This is unacceptable <laughs> and frankly. too generic. So generic. It's generic, but it's also weirdly specific. I think that's what right. makes it so generic. If you if you want it like. <laughs> You could be so generic, and like I said, like, religious generic. This is a darkness demon. We're not too worried about it. There was a convent sometime. It it made a demon. It lives in this house. That would have been fine. But they went real specific with it. Yeah, they they named it. They brought it out. They provided an entire backstory, and that's, like, ultimately not (laughs) what you need. That's not what you need in this situation. They gave us a stick figure drawing of it that Jake sent us a screenshot of with the caption, there's a dick in those pants. Bro, you're getting a Nick Pick station, and I don't know what to say. (laughs) Diana had a dick, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Diana had a fucking dick in those pants. Which also was ambiguous, because in some scenes, she's clearly just a silhouetted figure that is, like, a, like, lithe 
naked figure, and then in others, she's wearing a dress. Yeah. And so another, in and in another, she's fully illuminated and not even remotely similar to what she's shown in the other ones. And then she's just burning. <laughs> I uh, there are so many so that's a, that's a wrong that's not even a nitpick we got to get to it we've we've got to no get there. no we're not there we're not there yet because I do want to talk about one other thing oh my god dude the family dynamics in this movie they they clearly needed to add characters to flesh this out into a feature length film but like this, this is, is Mark, the least believable family this Mark, is the least question. believable family. I have a question yes what is it were you trying to help him or were you trying to hurt her. <laughs> It's so on the nose. It's uh. there are about seven. I'm not kidding, listener. There are about seven different written lines that are the most absurd on the nose trash I have ever heard in my life. That's like tropey reality show garbage. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's, boy. It's, it's if someone who's never been in a troubled family wrote this screenplay thinking about what makes a troubled it's family. It's a soap opera. It's yeah, it exactly is. It right. It is a soap opera. It's a soap opera. I'm oh. surprised. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised that the dad, Paul, has never been in a coma for like 52 weeks. <laughs> I mean, he might have been. <laughs> he might have been. They didn't flesh that out. But I feel like it's it's that's the that's, type of writing. That's also on The, the boyfriend also has no consistent character. He I varies him, wildly actually. from being... I actually liked him. The, the first thing he is is super jealous of her kid brother. She takes this kid so he doesn't get taken by Child Protective Services and put jealous. in a foster home. And he's like, oh, what? I can't stay the fucking night, but you're gonna, like, save your brother from getting put Bro, into a foster home? Oh, I see how it is. I you're see flip- how it is. You're flipping these. Because he was no trying way. to stay the night before that. I feel That's like he I'm was saying. supportive throughout the film. No, no, no. I liked his he, character. He ended up supportive. He started mm-hmm. off as, oh, you'll let your fucking little brother stay here, but no, I don't he's... get to stay here. I get to shove my sock no, 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 no. in your dresser because that I think before. that's going to somehow... What is his endgame in shoving the sock in her dresser? Jack, that this was is, before This is really funny. Kid. This is really funny because I feel like I agree kid. with both of you. Ultimately, I'm going to side with Jake on this one, yeah. but Jack... That's a great nitpick. His whole thing about, like, I'm going to put a sock in my dresser so that I can move in with you is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever <laughs> seen in a movie before. Okay, okay, we're there. Mark, blow the fucking whistle. We're there. Uh, we're... <laughs> no, we're not I there. I hear that There's... train coming. We're not there. There's things it does wrong still. Oh, Jake... oh hold on. That's it going It's backwards. reversing. The train's going backwards now. Listener, you got, you've entered the A to Z horror science corner. I have a question for these guys. Science corner. And I'm going to read this right from the IMDb of this movie. (laughs) Guys, I'd like you to chime in on this. The condition Diana has is called xeroderma pigmentosum, which makes the skin hypersensitive to ultraviolet light rays of light. But in the movie, we see Diana being okay with black light slash pure UV light. UV light should be rather more dangerous to her than the condition that normal light would give her. This is my notes. Yep. Why no. are we? Why wait? Well, hold on, hold on, hold. On. I want to pause. Why is this not pause, in the station? Pause, pause. Shut up. This is nitpick corner, Jake. No. Why did you pull us away from nitpick corner? This is exactly what. Why did you make the train is. back up? This is not a nitpick. If okay, this is whatever, true, fine. This What's is your actual question then? Because this is nitpick corner, straight up. Whatever. Sure. Cool. This Let's is not a nitpick at all. If this is true, this is significantly wrong, right? So, as I understand it, yes, this this is true, Jake. What you said that. 
it's also called photodermatitis a lot of times. There's slight differences between the two things, but it's it's your expo your vulnerability is to light on the much shorter wavelength end of the spectrum, much closer to the UV light. You should have a red light, like an infrared light to, to display here, not a UV light. UV would fucking murder her face off. So it's what it does yep. wrong. It's definitely what it does wrong. In my nitpicks, they don't establish what wavelength of light she's a, she has a problem with. Yeah, and it's definitely a nitpick. If I'm if I'm defending the movie, it's because okay, we're in Diana, okay, Diana we're in disappeared. Diana Diana died many many years ago. This Diana is Simon from Session Nine. She's someone who existed, but no longer exists, and her concept is what haunts people. You know what's really interesting? Yes. What? No, I don't. You uh. So when I was watching this movie, I got. Uh, like Simon Session 9 vibe 2 and I didn't know why like I actually stopped and asked myself why am I thinking Session 9 right now because nothing is really reminding me of that it's not like just the chair that they show why because Session 9 was as generic as this no Session 9 was cool it was pretty generic so my take on Session 9 is this there was a Simon but he eventually died. Simon Simon disappeared from existence. But Simon was remembered in this, uh, like, general concept of someone who impregnated people who were emotionally and sociologically susceptible to being psychosed. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. And in this case, it's 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 the mother. In that case, it's uh whatever his name was. But. Diana in this movie was someone who was susceptible to light and in this movie she's being like she's just she's just a demon that has manifested through uh okay. tell me the mom's name. Okay. So I'm glad Names you don't you, matter. I'm glad you brought this up because this is actually something the movie does wrong and not a nitpick in nitpick station. Thank God. Sophie. This movie does not do a service to depression or people who suffer from depression. Well, and this is a too many cooks type of situation. That was what this movie was originally supposed to be. Was he wanting to be about depression? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it just like went every, it went twenty different directions from there. And then you end <laughs> up, up with being a situation nothing. where you have a woman manifesting a ghost through depression, and the way she solves everybody's problem and saves the people suffering from ostensibly her depression. Is by killing herself, by shooting it's herself by in the goddamn yep. head. Yep, yep, that's Great. a problem. That's a that real is problem. A huge problem. Thank you. And okay, see, so I did come back for a reason. I got you did. Eventually. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. And and look, I know David F. Sandberg has said on numerous occasions and in numerous interviews that this was never his intent. He wanted it to be a movie about depression. He, but holy fuck, we ended up with a movie that but has problematic to pop, things to say about you have depression. To popcorn it. Yeah, that's fuck bad. That. Um. Don't kill yourself, please. Lots of other options. All that stuff. Call 1-800-273-8255. Suicide hotline. Wow. We believe in you. We do. We do. Plus, how are you going to hear our next episode if you kill yourself? Exactly. That's my point. That's my point exactly. A to Z horror saving lives. All right. Has problematic things to say about depression. What? It, I think it might be time for the train.
That got too real. I'm scared now. I want, I want, I want some nitpicks. Let's get inane. Let's get all inane up in here. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna start it off. Martin is such a weird name for the kid. <laughs> Why would you name a kid Martin? What a stupid name. We we talked about this earlier, but like, frankly, that took me out quite a bit. Is it? It's an unacceptable name for a child. <laughs> Call him Marty. What's wrong with that? But name him Marty in that case. Don't name him Martin. No one is named Marty. They're named Martin. Mark? You can put whatever the fuck Mark? you want on a birthday. John movie. Mahoney is barely fresh dead. Just barely fresh in the ground. Are you denigrating the good name of Martin Crane? No. I don't... Uh, I got in too deep on this one. I just yeah. wanted to make fun of the name. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting you to come back with some other reference that I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> Frasier. He's the oh. dad on Frasier. God, I'm totally fine with with not understanding Frasier. For the record, listener, never watched an episode of Frasier? Don't care to? Not gonna happen. You should. Frasier's great. That's a that's a Jack thing. He'll Frasier's he'll be your great. Frasier guy moving forward. Speaking of problems with Martin, the sister pawns off her what we learned to have been very real ghostly demon smoke monster darkness experiences as dreams yep um and and i know people people justify horrible things that happened to them when they were kids in a lot of different ways but like this was a fucking ghost and if your little brother's like there was a goddamn ghost whatever you've pawned it off as you should be like oh you know what there was there, I think there might have been a ghost when I was a kid, too. So, I actually really like the way they handled that in this movie, where the same rationalization that you make as a child is the same rationalization that your little brother or half-brother makes as yep. his child. And, and, you, and you reinforce it in order to, like, save them from the understanding, but you also, as, as yourself, realize what is actually happening. That's a really interesting thing. I don't know if they fully fleshed it out in this movie, but they did at least, like, 60% of that, where they did a... where they, they tried to feel out what that what that seems like if you're yeah. the lead character. Okay, okay. Were they okay. siblings or half-siblings? I didn't quite... I think, they're, ha- I think they're half-siblings. It's unclear. There are some level of genetic... They they share, uh, let's call it ninety seven percent of their genetic code, but uh, who knows? What a well, I mean, number. what's a so question? What's a troubling amount of genetic code to? Share? They're not. Are you suggesting some kind of incest? What What is your end game here? I'm suggesting that in about two years, that kid's gonna go full chub on her, and that's a problem if they're full siblings. That kid was very clearly attracted to that woman. <laughs> Yeah. So, Which, so we'll, look, we might we might lady. we might well revisit oh, this. Dude, Teresa Palmer is in she is an attractive woman. She's a smoke okay? show. She is a smoke show. And Full for the record, show. for and the I record, don't blame the kid, but if you're siblings, it's a problem, okay? For the for for, for the record, they have already greenlit a sequel to this movie. Great. So we're going to find out. We're going to There's a lights out too happening. We'll see if they're still uh, you know, so she's going to dump her boyfriend and bang her younger brother. That's not necessarily confirmed. <laughs> but it could happen. <laughs> if my we'll Pornhub we'll recommendations we'll are to be believed, it. everybody just seems to be watching sibling porn, I think. What's wrong Interest- with people? Interesting. We're getting into a weird episode. We're, we're getting into... We- this is strange. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back. Thank you. Uh, 
Why does he attach himself so much to the one sock? What are you winning with one sock hidden Mark, in a sock? Mark, let's say Mark. the sock stays there. I brought this up earlier. What is Guys, your end game? Do you think that means, oh, I snuck a fucking sock in there. Now I get to live here. That's an old can obscure you law you've can never you relax? heard of. Can you relax? Socks are not anchors. He says this. Okay. Relax. But he so, still stuffs his fucking sock in her underwear that drawer. That feeds more. Yeah, They're that feeds anchors. more into my point. What the fuck is the? If a sock isn't an anchor, what's the point of putting a sock in the drawer? Also, just, how fucking paranoid is this woman that every time he leaves a room, she's going through every single one of her drawers yeah, looking for I, listening I devices, like, presumably. This right, seems I, like an uncomfortable relationship they have. This yeah. is probably not healthy. If well, that was at eight months, I felt like there were some things that needed to be cleared up more up front that were not. It, didn't it goes along with him getting so context. mad that she lets her brother stay with him. Oh, I, I see. Like Fuck, you won't let me mad. sleep over, but you'll let your little brother stay with you so he doesn't have to go to Child Protective Services. Yo, he was my favorite character. I felt like he was like the most even killed of everyone throughout the whole movie, so I don't even know what you're I, talking about. I feel like I would have identified him with him a lot more if like if his name weren't so shitty. <laughs> like, what? I can't, I'm going to come back to it. Why name the kid Martin? Why not give him a normal name like Dave I'm talking about the John? Yeah, we're, we're on a whole other thing. Asshole. Sorry. Why? Okay, I love... <laughs> it's like an 80s movie in how much Child Protective Services thinks she's a dirtbag just because she's dressed like a goth and has a heavy metal poster on the wall. And then, sure, they show a giant bong on the table. But, like, somebody knocked on the door, right? You could have, like, tossed that out of sight. Why? But, sh- man, she really hates this woman. Who cares? I, Especially because, like, I feel like they probably know at this point. If you're, I'm gonna figure out how to say this. If you're associated with the counterculture, psychologically, you're predisposed to being like a relatively caring and accepting person. Like, it, I feel like we're just operating off of off of stereotypes at this point. Where like, oh, this is an to, '80s stereotype. This is a full-on you, '80s stereotype. Exactly. Oh, you listen to death metal? You must be a terrible parent. Uh. Well, I mean, that's not how it works. In Child Protective Services defense, she does have an enormous bong that she neglected to like move from the table when there was a knock on the door. It's problematic, but at least it's not a syringe. Like, well, frankly, this, so I I have a substantial amount of. Do CPS. we know where this is set? I have a substantial amount of actual real CPS experience in my family, and like, if you show up and there's a bong, it's problematic. But like, but it's not, not the end of days. Terrible. No, that's not. If you show end. up and there's like meth on the table, that's an issue. Like, maybe don't have heroin out. You know? And frankly, even meth isn't always a groundbreak. isn't always, like, the end-all, be-all <laughs> if it's not in reach of the kid. Honestly, that is a decision they make. Like, if the meth is out of reach of the kid, they're okay with this that is, sometimes. This is the world we're living in where we're just child-proofing meth cabinets. <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. I feel like Jake wants to say something. I have more nitpicks. I have more it's funny and other it's nitpicks. sad. When the kid is lighting candles, he lights one candle with a big match, and there are clearly three more candles he needs to light, but he blows his match out. What the fuck are you going to do to light those other three candles, kid? Waste three more matches? This kid is garbage at surviving. He could relight his match. Then why blow it out in the fucking first place? Because he's an idiot. I mean, the kid's not smart. (laughs) Oh, good. Great. So your nitpick is just that the kid isn't smart. He's not a survivalist. Yes. Well, um, 
associated nitpick. He says, I'm going to go to sleep. I think I might close my door. After every character is explicitly aware of a darkness ghost that's trying to actually kill people. Yep. We are beyond the point of sleeping in different rooms, and we're at the point of we all sleep in the exact same place with a generator and a spotlight on everybody. Why the fuck would you let this kid sleep in his own room after you're aware? You you won't know. You're not questioning anymore. You know there's a darkness ghost. So this gets down to this is what the movie does wrong, but it's also an acceptable nitpick. It doesn't fundamentally understand whether or not Diana is capable of teleporting between shadows or if she is a corporeal being who just isn't a, like able to be observed within light. She has footsteps roughly one third of the time and then teleports the other times. Like th- there are points that it, it, it's inarguable that she can't teleport. She can teleport in this movie. Yes, Fact. absolutely. They establish that. She just chooses the not to sometimes. Movie. So, yeah, why why is closing your door an acceptable defense against her? That's not how this works. Why? I, oh, my God. It's crazy. And <laughs> I get... So what we're ultimately getting at here is that... I think this is... this Again, this is a does wrong slash nitpick... But they just didn't fully understand the monster they had when they made this movie. And, and they didn't to that know point, which one they were trying to go for. And to that point, they don't know if light burns the monster's apparently flesh or makes it vanish. Sometimes, oh, 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 sometimes oh. it burns when it's exposed to light. Sometimes it just makes it vanish. No, 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 no. So here's the rule that they establish. I'm willing to give it to them. It's a fucking stupid rule, but this is what they are pitching. They actually did something? This is what they're pitching. You've seen this twice, so I'll listen to you. When she, when Diana is illuminated, illuminated by blacklight, she is trapped. She is corporeal. She cannot teleport away. So when she's illuminated by the blacklight, they burn her by shining actual uh, visible spectrum light on her. Interesting. When she's not illuminated by UV, she's not trapped, she can teleport. That's basically, like, the rules they set up for this thing. And that's why the bulb okay. light, the long the long pole light that she has is important. Okay. I, because if you, stup- if you shine, you're, you're right. if you shine that on her rule, and you trap her, rule. you can actually attack her, you can shoot her, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That is a stupid rule, but that's a rule. It's a, like, okay. I mean... I guess I'm fine with it, ultimately. If you're going to make rules, make rules and stick to them. That's a dumb yeah. rule, but like at least they're making, they're committing to something. Sure. And that's why she's able to be burned by the visible light in certain scenes. Okay. Okay. My last nitpick. Okay. The female police officer <laughs> is not fit for the force. What? Okay. Okay. Say more. Her partner shoots... Five rounds. Her partner runs into the other room, screams, shoots five rounds, shoots five rounds from his service weapon. And her response is, wait four seconds. Andrews? Dad? Her her reaction, (laughs) her reaction is literally, Andrews? That's not, no, he shot five rounds into the darkness while screaming. 
You know he's Nate. not. It's not Andrews. It's you no. Take my gun out. You, you, your partner yeah. has now been killed because of you. You yep. fucked up. Yep. She's you run be in Brad, there the second she's he shoots be Brad his first. Pitt in seven. She's awful. What's she's in the box? not fit for service. Yeah. She's Brad Pitt in seven. You know. <sighs> You know what ultimately results from that, though, is I actually feel like one of the best shots from this movie is her standing, the female cop standing in the doorway with her eyes, like, clawed out. She's clearly dead or something. I I don't really know what exactly the state of being that that police officer is in at that point, but, like, (laughs) her, her facial makeup... Her cl- her eyes are clearly like black holes, and yes. then she just kind of falls to the ground. That's one of the best shots in this entire movie. It is. It's a yep. good shot. But I lied. I have another nitpick now. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. What do the police think happened that they haven't arrested people for this? Do they think the one woman who shot her brains out also fired off the officer's gun five times into the void and then shot him from a room she wasn't in? What? Dude, it's the cops. I'm sure that's what they think. They think something stupid. <laughs> the cops Jack, don't know anything. Jack, you know as well as the rest of us that there are frequently police reports of things happening that cannot be explained that are just sort of dead cases that we don't we don't, we don't weigh what actually happens, right? There's, there's just case. like, oh my god, one of the officers died. He had his he was turned literally inside out. We're not going to investigate Mark? anymore. There's a reason that all of those cases are from the 80s and early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> because science wasn't really fully embraced at that point. We were kind of just okay with accepting that. We were, uh, It's hard to figure out. Who knows? Let's go figure out something else. <laughs> like the ratings? Should we figure out ratings? We should do something. Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche. Another owner in the night. We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about the 10th Doctor would rate how much he wants to go. I don't want to go. And for 10, think of how Rita Repulsa would rate being free. Story's the first category to rate these movies. This was my pick. I'm going to give it a three for story. Look, it's not a good story. This is... uh, It's not good. This is the most generic horror cliche concept you can come up with. Woman in an asylum, like, aversion to light made a ghost. And then they executed it poorly and incomprehensibly, as we've described ad nauseum. It's a three. This is a bad story. Jake. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I gave you the whoa, but at the same time, like, I kind of shout on this too. Like, I don't understand why they went in the direction they went in. So I like, can't give it be a vague, middling or better Like, if you want to be vague, be so sport. much more vague. And I don't think they did want to be vague. Like, I think they wanted to say something profound, or not even profound, but say something. And then it turned out to be this horse shit like it didn't make it didn't need to be what it was like it's felt to me like it was teetering between what the in inspirational is the wrong word but like from a horror standpoint i guess it was inspirational short was and then what it actually is there was a bit of a tug of war happening and it went way too far like on the side of this is just overwrought and i don't need this 
just rely on what you had in the kernel of this story and don't lean too much on the the rest of it. But yeah, I agree for the most part. All right, Mark. I went highest here, which is an interesting thing. You guys have neither of you guys have seen this before, right? This is the first Correct. time you've seen this movie. Yes. I've seen this short about ten times. <laughs> Fair. I, I so it's it's interesting because I feel like when I first watched this movie, I probably would have given it a three or a four. And over time, I, it's weird that it's migrated upward. Well, how far weird. upward? You're going to be like, it's a, I give it a weird. half. Uh, no, I gave it a five. I already said that. Wow. But, you did. Wow. but my point but is that I think you're initially <laughs> no. predisposed to like hitting this one really hard for not being appropriate for the amount of goodness that comes out of the actual short film. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you're comparing this against feature-length horror movies, the the story here is solid enough. It's a little bit worse than average. Yes. Barely worse than average. They, uh, they shoehorn some things in, but like that's, that's, that is par for the course with horror is shoehorning in a backstory so that you can make a few sh- shots that you just aren't in love with. Not necessarily with the first feature though. Yeah. I, and this is everything the, shoehorned. Like this is the whole thing is shoehorned for the shots, which is cool, but, uh. but this is based off of a short movie and that's exactly what you need this to be is no, you could, you could have written this better. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. That's why I'm giving it a below average score with a five. I think but you're giving it an average. All right. Ultimately, all right. this is this is trending toward the exact middle of the genre. World building and immersion is our second category, and I'm actually going to give it a six for world building and immersion. It's higher than Bold. it probably deserved to be, but man, I was sucked in. Yeah. I watched this whole fucking thing start to finish and wasn't looking for anything else to do. I think it's hugely served by the fact this movie is 82 minutes long. Jack, I'll just I'll just jump in here. We expect you to watch all of the movies we review from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Look, but I was never thinking to myself, I wish a different thing was happening or I wish it was going faster or anything like that. Like I was immersed in this movie from start to finish. Obviously not totally so, but it's it is an immersive movie and again, helped by the fact that it's really short. Jake <laughs> That's that's a glowing recommendation. So <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I got pretty drunk watching this movie, and it wasn't from a place of I need the alcohol to get through it. It was pause, just pause, 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 listener. Jake got substantially drunk and started texting us some really some really great wonderful It'll, things. The, they'll probably be in the written review. A to zhorror.com. Check it out. <laughs> so here's the thing. It was not coming from a place of I need the alcohol to get through the movie more so than like I was having I had a thing happen where even though I was by myself, like drinking and watching this movie was somewhat enjoyable. So at least it had that going for it. However, I do think there was enough like pulling me out just from a sheer here are my expectations and what I hoped and dreamed from a short standpoint to what I ended up getting that are going to prevent me from giving it a higher score. But yeah, I was I was sucked in enough for sure to make this at least an enjoyable experience while having some beers. There you go. Fucking Mark. Fucking I don't Mark. have a whole lot to add. I, I gave the emergence score a four. I think 
Woof. If I were to if I were to distill this down to something we haven't already talked about, it would be that like the family dynamics of the group just is so overwrought and and dramatic. It's 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 holistically unbelievable. <laughs> but out, outside of that, you guys have basically already said it. I, I don't think this movie is very believable. It seems like it's a camel. It's a, it's a, something that was brought to us by 27 different writers that Total were all camel, trying to dude. riff on the same thing. It's not bad, but it's definitely below average. Total camel. Yep. Scare factor is our next category, and I'm going to give it, I think, a 7 for scare factor. Like this, That's what this movie has goddamn going for it. It's scary. These scenes are well-framed, they're well-put-together, the tension is good, the score serves the movie well, and they're just fucking scary. The jump scares aren't particularly well-earned, there's nothing behind them, there's no dread, I'm feeling, but fuck, the jump scares are good. Those scenes are scary, they work. That's it. Okay, pause, pause, pause. What is your take... On the scene where the boyfriend is running away through the carport. And, and then he's in the carport. And then she lifts him over his head or over her head and he like beeps the car and Yeah, exactly. He he blinks his keys and that's, that's not one of the scenes that's adding to the scare factor for me. So is that a good scene or is that a really shitty scene? That's a Neither really shitty scene. Like, it's exactly I, honestly, I already I, used that scene. Sucks. I feel like that's a good break point for like whether or not if you like that scene, you like this movie. If you don't like that scene, you don't like this movie. I don't like that scene and I do like this movie. Woof. Weird. That's a weird thing you just said. <laughs> I well, Mark, let me interject. I gave this a six for scare and it's pretty much for the exact same reasons as Jack mentioned, but there were scenes that existed here that were like the one that you just mentioned. That's what kind of pulled me out frankly, and there were way too many instances where there was just nothing happening. Like, I went into this and frankly, it's hard it's a hard movie to review. It's a hard movie to review. (laughs) I watched this. That's fair. I watched this short. I loved this short. I expected I don't even know what I expected. I kind of expected it to fall short of the short, but (laughs) some of the implementations were lacking. I thought in the scare category, I felt like there were so many things that I could think of. That's the problem, right? I thought of so many things while I was watching this movie that it could have done. It had my brain working on other scares and that's a problem. It really is. Uh, I gave it a six moving along. All right, Mark. I I also gave it a six for very similar reasons. There's, I feel like in general, this is a pretty scary, creepy movie, but it also lacks the consistent dread that you need to really make the movie scary. Right. It's something that you'll think about ultimately, but like two days later, you won't think about again. I compared this to a Conjuring movie a lot, right? Where in The Conjuring, you're scared of the jump scares and you're scared of the scenes in between because of what might happen during the jump scares. This movie has none of that stuff during the in-between scenes. And actually, to that point, I, I think I think The Conjuring is a better franchise because well, what no they shit. do, <laughs> what they do, hold on, what they do is that they make non-scary scenes scary. You never really know exactly when something is going to happen. And this in this series, in this exact movie, there's only one so far. 
Um, they everything you think is going to be scary. There, it's going to be scary. There's a monster there. They never do the thing where it's like, oh my god, is Diana going to show up? No, she's not. Oh, it's a total false climax. Ah, whatever. Totally. Which is yeah. interesting for a Wan film. Produced, well, so. I, I feel like, I, honestly, from the sense that I got from this, it, he was very tenuously connected. He weighed in sure. on a few of the he aspects made some of money the script, on this. but I don't think he like really yeah. drove the content that much. I mean, he was part of the, we spent $5 million on this and we made $150 million on this. That was his connection. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> exactly. He his connection his was this made a shitload of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's got, it's got good linger. It's something that you'll think about when you're falling asleep, but I don't think it really has the psychological aspect to it that is needed for like a long term. Yeah. Type and of the, movie. the last thing I'll say about scare is hokey as it might've been in the short, that last couple seconds where you see the weirdness of the face, like where you distort humanity. Good touch. Compared Scary. to what you got here in some instances. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And just. No. Mark. Do your thing. Yep. It's going to lead us into effects or just as lack thereof our penultimate category. I am going to give it a six. I think okay. it is above average. The effects serve the movie. It looks good. They don't try to do too much, but they're certainly not doing anything special. And some things do not look great, but. Overall, I mean, the, the, the movie looks pretty good. It's they, they do a good job with the effects. I'm going to give it a six. Jake? Yeah, I mean, I by and large, I agree with you. I gave it a seven. I think that the only real takeaways that I have, not takeaways, but things that I would detract from are some of those inconsistencies that I mentioned earlier where in certain instances you have Diana that is pretty much like kind of a gaunt figure naked dark thing with long definitely tender. has a penis definitely with penis that's kind there, of that's there's weird. a dick in those pants there's a dick in those pants some scenes sans pants though long tenderly fingers other scenes clearly address el greco just pick one pick a lane pick a lane and stick to it please either dick or no dick dress or no dress that's all i'm asking other than that i think it was pretty good uh the light the not light pretty well implemented except for a couple specific instances like the car scene where i thought it broke its own rules a little bit that's why it's not getting higher there's, than seven there's so many rules that are being broken with yeah this still yep. seven though fair mark what are you doing i'm i'm in the same boat i gave it a six and a half i've basically the same points that you just made if this were a You've already made multiple movies and you came back to turn this short film into a feature film. I would be so much less forgiving. If this is your first overall feature length film, fine. This is this is very good. It looks decent. Improve when you make your next movie. And actually, he has been tapped for uh this is something we've talked about offline, but one of the 30,000 Marvel movies that's actually yep. coming out. I, I feel like he, he's actually directing the Shazam movie. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Correct. Well, I don't know creation. how I feel about that. <laughs> well, he already it, did Annabelle Creation. And Annabelle which... Creation was good, was legitimately good. He's figuring it out. Have, wait, hold hold up real quick. Have you have either of you two seen Annabelle Creation? Yes. 
Why haven't you weighed in on it then? I did. Because I'm the only on one who weighed in on it. No, I talked about it. Mm, I've not about seen that. it. I've not seen it, but that. I've heard good things. It's a decent movie. It is well made. It's 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 better than its prequel. I'll say that much. Or which sequel? which movie would you take, this or that? Oh, this. Oh, Jack, this... you've seen both. What do you think? I I I think I liked watching Annabelle Creation more, but I'd rather have this as a movie that exists because it's unique. Yeah, yeah. unique IP is always good. I think I think we're we are in agreement on that. Overall, I'm gonna give this a six. Um, I. I want to give it a little bit more tilt up because, again, it it there's flashes of brilliance here. There, I mean, he's he's got the framing down for scary fucking shots. He just needs to figure everything else out, and he needs to take more control of every other piece. Maybe that's not within his control, but concept. that's but the movie's not good either way. So it's it's good. It's definitely not great, but it is yeah. above average. I think. Yeah, I think the primary problem here is like I feel like we've made this a bit too much of a Sandbergian thing, and it's not necessarily the direction on this movie is by and large I think better than a six, but the overall product that we get is I agree with you wholeheartedly. I also gave it a six. There are problems here, and by and large, those to me at least come from the screenplay. Whatever ended up happening there was baffling to agree that it attracted from what this was conceptually to a extre- an extremely detrimental state and I was a little bit disappointed like honestly when I look at the score that I gave it I feel a bit surprised I'm, 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 I know. I'm thinking that I could have given it lower but the More movie that I ended up getting well, I would have liked to have given it higher, but given the qualms that I have with it and how much I kind of tried to shit on it during this review, I'm surprised I didn't give it lower. Yeah, we've been uh, screaming for is, a while. It is what it is, but that's 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 my score. I gave it a six. Mark, I am in. Uh, this is this might be a first. I don't know. We all wow. gave it the same thing. I give okay. it a six. It's definitely not a first. This movie could have been. It's actually quite impressive to see the range of things this could have been. Because it could have been an, a 9 or a 10 even, as far as concept goes. It could have been like a 3, as far as implementation. They did exactly the middle amount of ground. Yep. <laughs> they sure did. It's, it's hard to... There's things they could have done better, but it's really hard to knock them. They, they implemented this almost exactly as average as they could. Look, it's very clear that David Sandberg's vision was for the scares and not for the concept. It's that's that comes that comes across. And I I think that the shots are great. Like, yeah, what Sandberg are. did is great. I yeah. like honestly, this is not this is not Sandbergian as I mentioned just a moment ago. <laughs> I think everything that he should be accountable for is done well. Sure. The, and everything it, it, that he's not accountable for is done poorly. If I were if I were to pinpoint something that it does wrong, it would be that it they don't understand what their monster is. They don't understand whether or not she can teleport. Why? What do you mean why? I mean why? That should be like the first thing that you fucking figure out. Well, cuz because they don't that's that's one of the last things. The rules you no. figure out for your monster is something is is one of the last things you figure out of whether or not she is corporeal or whether or not she is a ghost who can teleport between dimensions and then just apparate into that, the darkness. 
this is baffling. That is the baseline for this a movie that you're gonna write. That's the first thing you're gonna do. I I I kind of disagree with that. You mm. need to figure out the scary aspects, and you need to figure out the dynamics of the protagonists first, and then the, well, the rules dynamics of the good. world. If that's the, if that's the direction they went, they failed on that front too. Well, and then I okay. I, I agree with you. What you should do first is figure out the dynamics of your protagonist and then figure out the rules of the world. What they ended up doing instead was doing those two things first and then figuring out how to make everything else fit. And that's the problem here. Yeah. And that's why it's not yep. any yep. higher. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. We've all given it the same score. Um, interestingly, though, our uh, super Jack wins again. has spit the numbers out and I won. The argument. Damn it! What yeah. argument? <laughs> uh, who, why you should or shouldn't get drunk and watch this with your buddies? Just do. So, 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 Jack. Since you won already, tell us whether or not you should or shouldn't. Because I don't think we. You should do exactly that. what I said about that. That the supercomputer Great. analyzed. And uh, okay, so listener, I'm going to give you a little. Here. I'm going to give you a sneak peek here. <laughs> we always recommend getting drunk and watching movies with your buddies. Literally every time. It's never a bad idea. And we're going to leave. So this has been episode 79 now of the A to Z Horror cast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. Those are going to be Facebook or Twitter, and those links will be right down there in the description below. If you want to help the podcast out, go ahead and give us a like, a review, a rating on your podcasting app of choice. Or if you really want to help us out, just tell somebody you know about the podcast. Believe it or not, that's a huge, huge assistance to us. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. And next week, we're going to hit you up with our last movie of this current cycle that we have going on. We're dropping into Sphere, and that's coming at you next week. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. If you're watching on headphones, that's going to be a problem because there aren't any screens in those things. You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. (laughs) 